1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10. And we're going to, seems like we're just going to piggyback off of a little bit of what we dealt with last week. I feel like if you've been living for God for any length of time, especially in times like these, you've, you've not only met a lot of adversity and got through it, hopefully you've learned some things. Amen. Hopefully you've learned some things. But you've also been disappointed to see some that have gone through some similar situations and circumstances. And, and rather than get better, they got bitter. Hello? It's a hard, hard thing to see folks just uh, give up and, and turn back. Praise God. But I want to help somebody today. I feel like God wants to help somebody. Praise the Lord. Even though, hallelujah, you've been through some things, I feel like God's going to encourage you today and help you today to see that God's still going to be the same today. Amen. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you would love us, that you would deal with us, that you would call us into your family. What, a, what an honor it is, God. And Lord, you have blessed us. You've given us an abundant life, God. You've taken away the darkness and you've filled us with light. And God, we are so excited for what you're doing in our hearts, in our homes, in our lives, God. And Lord, hallelujah, we believe in you, Lord, for what you're doing in this church to break out into this community and across this country, God. And, and Lord, to see people just be drawn to you as you're lifted up, God. Lord, I pray that something that's said this morning would, would strengthen somebody's faith, would help somebody continue on in the, in the adversity there. Facing God, even though they have stood in faith, even though they have stood with your strength, God, to help them continue on and, and Lord, continue to fight the good fight of faith. We love you, Lord. We praise you, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. First Corinthians 10. Let's just read this before you seated. Moreover, brethren, I would not have you should be ignorant. How that our fa- all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat, did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. And these, things were our, these things were our examples. Something to learn. Hallelujah. And they were written for our admonition, our teaching, or our correction, upon whom the ends of the earth, ends of the world are come. Drop down to verse 11. Now, all these things happened unto them for examples or in samples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom they shall come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Verse 13. There is no temptation taken you. But such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, and will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You're going to be able to bear it. Go ahead, let the church say amen, and you may be seated. God bless you, you can be seated. Any problem with the scriptures that I read doubling up, that's my computer, that wasn't my fault. (laughs) Hallelujah. There are times uh, where, I, well, I, let me say it this way. I, I pray for direction. I pray that God's Spirit would lead me. 
I pray that God would direct and and uh, I, I go just just the way God wants. Because God knows what's going on and God knows what's in tomorrow. God knows what we're going to have to deal with. And, and and so often I've seen just that. You know I've said this many times that that sometimes on Monday people are fighting battles and going through things. And, and I thought, oh, if they would have listened Sunday... Amen. That's just exactly what was needed to face tomorrow's battle. Because God's just like that. If you get your attention on him, he's, he's got this all figured out from the beginning to the end. And he'll lead us in a way that makes us realize that our wisdom and our planning and is, uh, is worthless without God helping us. Don't, don't feel like you're some loser or some some uh, hopeless case because you, you just don't have it all figured out. You don't have it all together. God is a God that's going to be your strength and be your help. And I, I don't like to teach. I don't like to preach about folks that didn't make it, folks that didn't get to the promised land. It's hard for me. I think most of you that know me well know me enough that that when I see somebody, I believe God's puts vision in, in the church and vision in ministry, just, just like God has vision. You know, I believe God uh, has his eyes as a great heavenly father on everyone, like a father, to the children of, uh, of this world that he's created. And he sees what they can be. He sees what they are capable of in him. He sees his hopes, his dreams, his, his will for their lives. God's not called us to, to darkness, to, to fear and anxiety and, and, and depression and, and addiction, but he's called us to an abundant life. It's a devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and God, as a good father, sees and knows that it's not always going to be easy, but he's got a way for us to get through everything. The Bible we talked about last week uses a lot of the Old Testament uh, accounts as um, Colossians use, says these words, uses the word types and shadows, kind of illustrations of New Testament truths that are still very relevant to our lives today and exciting stories of faith and, and victory. And, and you can see in, in so many ways just uh, the salvation story, the gospel unfold in the Old Testament scriptures. And they were... Men and women of faith, but yet uh, it all taught us that we needed a Savior. More than commandments on, a, on tables of stone, we need a God that will, will change us from the inside. Our best efforts. Somebody said, well, what about uh, you know, the teachings of Buddha? What about the teachings of Muhammad and, and all these things? And, and I said, I, I, I'll, t- I'll go one better than that. I don't believe if you have commandments on tables of stone etched out by the finger of God, you can be saved without the Savior that's going to come in and change your life. You need, praise God, all the law and all the commandments and and every religion. They say, oh, it's the same as Christianity. No, 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 no. Not even close. Oh, there's some similarities. It just tells you how to be nice and treat your neighbor. There's a Savior. 
I've talked to folks already that, oh, I, 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 I do this. And it's really just trying to treat people like you like to be treated. Isn't that what Jesus said, the golden rule? Hey, hallelujah. Without Jesus changing your heart and changing your life, we've still got corruption on the inside. God did not come to give us a, a new, updated set of rules, but he came to, to give us abundant life, came to give us help and strength. Amen. Amen. And even in these Old Testament pictures of what we face today, we see and we told you before about the children of Israel, slaves. You know what the New Testament says? We are slaves before we come to Jesus to sin. This, and, and, and it's bondage. And, and Paul talked about wanting to be free and wanting to do differently, but never really being able to have the strength on his own to, to do what he sets out to do. And other times saying, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do good and never really having the strength to do better. Who can save this old wretched flesh? He goes on to say in Romans seven. He said, I thank God through Christ Jesus. Amen. Jesus can do it. He's the Savior. He's the one. He never said it's going to be easy. He never said you're not going to face tragedy. But he said, I'll be with you and I'll help you. And I've got a plan in that. Oh, we're going to get to that. But we see here something more specific going on in this Old Testament account of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. Thank God they got out. The blood of the Lamb was applied to their homes. Amen. Perfect picture of Jesus, the Passover lamb, the, the true lamb that would cleanse our hearts and our lives. They go through the water. They go through the great cloud, a type of baptism and the power of the Holy Ghost, that cloud of fire, that, that cloud of glory. And the Bible says they all not only got out by the same blood, they got out and through the same, same Red Sea miracle. They got out through the, 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 through the same cloud and followed that, that cloud of glory that was fire by night and a glorious cloud by day. They also had the same spiritual food. They all ate the same manna. God provided food for them in the wilderness. They drank the same water, miraculous water, miraculous manna. This was not just, hey, you, you've got to, uh, you've got to plant and no, 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 I'm going to offer, I'm going to give you, I'm going to provide for you miraculously. They were seeing miracles in their deliverance, miracles in their sustaining every day. Look around and see what God is doing. But the Bible says, same leader, same deliverance, same blood, same salvation. Same drink, same food, and some got to the promised land and said, we are well able. Giants are no giants. God's given us that land. Let's go in right now. Shouldn't have been that long of a, a trip. Shouldn't have been that complicated of a, uh, of a process. But of so many more said, we can't do it. It's a lot of telling things I hear in the world today. You know, they blamed Moses. They got mad at Moses. They, got, they, they were directly or indirectly at times angry with God. But you know what they said? They told on themselves. People always do. Always do. They said, we are like grasshoppers in our own eyes. 
The devil had intimidated them and made them to believe that they were not well able. That God who got them out of Egypt, no small feat, greatest Gentile, greatest military kingdom with riches and power on the face of the earth at that time. God overthrows them and they spoil their enemy. They bring out their wealth, right? Oh, God's got so much for the church. God's got so much for his people. Amen. He's got a great victory. You know, those slaves that were bound by the great Egyptians, praise God. The Bible says they uses the terminology in the, in the uh, King James Version, uses this phrase uh, that says they walked out with a high hand. You know, that means it was almost, they, they didn't walk out creeping like little beat animals. Like we're saying, no, they walked out with their heads up in the air. Hey, look what the Lord has done. Look at how great God is. We're not the tail, we're the head. Amen. We're, we, God has given us victory and you've been defeated. That's how we ought to feel with the devil. That's how we ought to feel with our old life. That's the boldness we ought to have with who we were. Because God's got a, a plan for who we're going to be. Amen. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit more today. The promised land, in some ways, I, I would not fight with you that it has some to do with our ultimate destination, which is heaven. But there's too much going on in the promised land to just make it a type or a shadow of heaven. Because they had to go in and fight some battles. They were going to win in God. But they had to fight some battles. They had to go up and, and, and set up their families. And now God said, you're going to reap things that you didn't even sow. Right. Somebody say blessed. blessed. You're going to, you're going to uh, get, move into houses that you didn't even build. It, it's going to be good. Yeah. That's just how God does exceeding abundantly above all we ask of yeah. yes, There's blessings that, can I say it this way, that, that we are partaking of. That are so much more than what I've ever tried to accomplish because God's accomplished it. And we can't even take credit for it. We give God the glory. That's why we, why we said earlier, we just clap our hands under the Lord. We don't say, oh, wow, you're so good. You're so good. Thank you for sharing how good you are. No, 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 no. It's all about you saying that God's been good. And we're saying, yes, he is. God, thank you for that. And it inspires us. It's so good to, to hear what God is doing in lives. But I really do believe that there is a place in God as opposed to being that old servant, that old slave to sin. Your old habits, your old hang-ups. The place you were where you weren't, you were surviving, you were getting through the day, but, but you knew there was so much more. The sin that has you bound, sin that that keeps you so so locked up in in darkness and without any kind of direction, with any kind of uh, of purpose in your life. But that goes on. You know, God didn't call us to be wandering in the wilderness. I, I hate to think that there are Christians, can I say, churches that people have gotten out. They're not what they used to be, but they've never gotten to what God wants them to be. There's a place that you can have peace. Right. 
There's a place where you can know. You don't have to keep on wondering. You know the children of Israel that were wandering in the wilderness when, when they didn't go right into the promised land. God said, well, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. Well, we'll just let those who don't think you can wander in the wilderness for 40 years. What a waste of time. Constantly talking about going back, constantly complaining about the wilderness, constantly just never really accepting a place that God has for me to have a home, to have a family, to have responsibility and bring glory to God for all that he's done in our lives. God's got a plan. Not for you to keep spinning your wheels. Not for you to just... I, I know there's just so much, and sadly, I was praying last night, a prayer meeting, just about so many, I, I feel like churches that are just just okay with allowing people to say, well, you just keep coming here, and all they're doing is helping people, enabling people to spin their wheels, and, and as long as you're not who you once were, hey, there's more than that. There's better than that. Amen. There's being who God's called you to be. There's being a light. There's having victory in Jesus. There's fighting battles and winning battles and growing and learning. And every time the devil tries to tell you, oh, I know who you are. And you tell him back who you are, who God said you are. Oh, I wish I could help somebody. You don't know how much it wears on me thinking, God, if I could help somebody see what the devil's telling them who they are. To break out of that and just believe what God has said about them. You might not be living in it today. You might not be fulfilling it completely. But to have the boldness to be able to stand up to the devil and say, you can't tell, you can't identify me as that old man. I'm not, I'm not Jacob anymore. God's called me to be Israel, a prince with God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, God's got a plan for your life, not just spinning your wheels. Purpose accomplishment in God, doing something for the kingdom of God. Amen. Not purposeless wanderings, purposeless battles. I know a lot of folks that say, well, the devil's been fighting me all day and they're giving the devil too much credit. They're just dealing with things, making mountains out of molehills, fussing, complaining, acting like silly, like, like the old self and going nowhere, just spinning their wheels. There's more than that. Sometimes you've got to be able to just be able to face some things and, and in Jesus' name say, you know, this isn't going to even slow me down. Right. You just brush it off. You just cast it down. Like, listen to me. You realize Paul, when he was, he was a prisoner, right. he, was, he was on a ship. And folks, every time he stopped on this prison ship, every time he stopped and they'd allow him to get together with Christians, they'd say, don't go where you're going, man. They're going to kill you. In Jesus' name. He said, I'm, I gotta go preach there. No matter what. I'm not, I'm not afraid for my life. We, we need to have better, better faith than, than being so caught up in fear, everyday fear. You know what I heard today on the news? Come on, what'd you read in your Bible about what God is doing? Get some faith. Amen. You realize Paul had so much faith in the purpose and the plan that God had in his life that when a, a, a venomous snake, now he didn't go picking up snakes in church. Okay, he didn't go. He he wasn't tempting God with that kind of foolishness. But you know what? He had so much faith that when something jumped out of the fire with him, he's picking up sticks to build a fire for those just being being useful 
Not sitting in a corner saying, you'll get you on fire. I hope you freeze your toes off, man, the way you treat me. I don't belong on this ship. It doesn't matter. I can't believe they treat me like this. I don't deserve any of this. He's helping. Probably singing a, 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 a praise chorus while he's doing it. Amen. And, and then what? A snake comes out of the fire, latches onto his hand. Oh, this just, I should have known. Every time I try to do something for God, you know, something bad happens. Why do I even bother? I'm not going to do anything else. You know, if this is the help, God, you should be, you know, just having angels keep everything out of my way because I'm so helpful. He didn't have that way. You know what he did? He just shook it off into the fire. God's got a plan for me. It's going to be all right. You know, there's a lot of things that try to latch on you throughout the day. And oh, if I could help somebody say, just shake that off and keep going. It's not going to amount to much at all. Amen. You got things that are going to take your attention. You're going to need all the attention on that. Amen. Well, that's the truth. There's going to be some real battles. There's going to be some real adversity. Amen. But if we're just, that's why the Bible talks about treading on serpents and scorpions. You got to walk over some things. Amen. Hallelujah. But God's got a plan for us. God's got a life. I know what it's like. Some of you don't realize this. And uh, Sister Ashley gave testimony the other service that was just such a blessing. And and so many of us, not to take anything away from that, a lot of us have testimonies very similar in some ways or another, you know, just hurt, trouble, trials. Amen. Things aren't easy. Got to church and things still weren't easy. But God's good. And the change, though, the change that that I wish everybody could see. I'm not just coming to church and carrying a lot of baggage. Got got life, abundant life, got peace, got joy. Doesn't mean everything just always going my way and I don't feel the the press of the enemy. But but what a great life it is to serve God. Amen. God never said that we weren't going to face tragedy and heartache and and, and trouble. We're living in this world. And and he never said, I'm just going to. I'm not going to let that any of that touch my children. No, no, no. But you know what he does have? He's got a strength in every battle to bring you to. He's got a purpose in that that's going to build you up. And I've seen it happen in my life and in the lives of people that, like Caleb and Joshua, that said, we are well able. I've seen a lot of their pain turn, turn them into really bring out in them. See, because I really don't believe that, that the trial makes the man or woman, but it reveals and teaches us to of what God is for us and what he can do in us. Not everybody got that. Not everybody got that in, in the Old Testament. They all had Moses. I know, folks, man, if I had Moses instead of Melvin, I might be able to live for God. <laughs> A lot of those folks couldn't live for God with Moses. Jesus, Jesus said, you know, John the Baptist came and he was, he couldn't have cared less what people thought. He, 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 he was wearing camel hair suits and eating locusts and honey, living out in the wilderness, just telling them how to repent. He said, wow, that's the way it ought to be. Yeah, sure. But they, they, they thought he was crazy. They didn't, they didn't follow him. Jesus came and he was a friend. And then they said he was a glutton and a wine drinker and 
They, it didn't matter what happened. It wasn't, it wasn't that, and it wasn't Jesus, and it wasn't John, and it wasn't Moses. Because some people said, you know what? It's not about the personality. It's not about the, the way. Some people said they, they murmured because the way was so hard. Why does he lead us this way? See, it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we read it. And I know sometimes we take this out of context. And, but in its context, it's a lot more rich. It says, there hath no temptation taken you. That's as is common to man. But God is faithful. The trial that you're facing, others have faced. The battles that you've come up against, say, preacher, you've never faced it. Well, I tell you this, you've not faced what I've faced. And maybe if I was going to get stuck on that, focused on that, you'd be shocked at what some of the things I've faced. But you know what? With God, it's all right. Amen. It didn't even leave a mark. Hallelujah. But somebody has. Somebody's gone through what you've gone through. Somebody's gone through similar things and somebody's gone. We're not in a in a competition. What you face is personal to you and therefore it makes it important. It makes it tough for you. But it says God is faithful. God is faithful. He never said he's going to keep the tragedy of this fallen world out of your life. But he said he is faithful. And with that suffering... Praise God, he'll make a way to escape. Read what it says. Not suffer you to be tempted above all that you're able. You say, well, I can't, can't handle this. Yeah, with God you can. God's going to help you. But can I tell you something about God? Now, listen, if you want to... If, you want, if you're looking for compassion, if you're looking to say, it's so hard, Pastor, will you pray with me? And I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'll stay up all night and listen to it. But if you want to use it as an excuse to say, I can't make it any longer, this conversation is going to go differently. Right. Say, you don't know. See, you're used to problems right here. Well, we'll just, we're not even going to go there. You don't know where my problems are, and I don't know really where anybody else's are. But I'm up here. You might be right. Let's just give you that, okay? Right. But let me tell you, wherever you are, God's enabling power is going to meet that. Right. God's going to be, and can I tell you, God's going to be more than enough. Right. Whatever you're facing in yourself, you say, oh, you don't know. I'm not as strong as you. Well, maybe your strength is here. But God's going to bring, God is going to be the strength and make up the difference. So if you're not strong and your battle's really uh, 11 out of 10, then God's going to be more than enough. God is faithful. The bottom line between the the two, there's no room for excuses of what hand you've been dealt. But when you get your eyes on Jesus, you're going to find out. And you know what I've seen in, in great men and women of, uh, that have helped me. They're great to me, at least. Amen. They've helped me and strengthened me. It's not that, wow, they're doing so good. It's been so easy for them. They've, been, they've had no problems at all. But the people that have been an inspiration to me are the people that have, have faced things that literally I look at and say in myself, I couldn't do that. Right. But I know they couldn't either. It was God. I I look at situations in their lives and I say, never, 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 Lord, in myself, God, that I could I could deal with that. And they just say they make it look easy, but they don't. They hurt and they suffer and they struggle. Hey, listen to me. We're we're facing these perilous times. God is faithful. 
He knows just where you're at. And when you say, I can't, God can. God's going to make a way for you. God's going to help you. God's going to make up that difference. Don't begin to look around and say, who's facing what I'm facing? No, look at the God who's able to make up that difference that you're thinking is there. There's no, there's no excuses. You say, well, this is too hard for me. And you don't know how, where I've been and how this right here is so hard for me. That's what the devil does. He'll hit you where it's sensitive. He'll hit you where it hurts. He knows. Praise God. But you, you know something else? That's not as important as God knows. And God knows that there's some areas in your life. You say, oh, anything but this. Don't say that. (laughs) Oh, if I get fought anywhere, but not here. And that's just where the enemy's going. But you know what? That's where God says, you know what? You've believed wrong all this time. You really think you can't. You really think, you know, but you know what? With me, we're well able. See, there's some convincing. There's some faith that God is trying to do that he will enable you according to your battle. There have been too many times we've been spiritually lazy. I know that doesn't sound nice. And a lot of of folks just, just will not be honest with people and say, listen, there's a time where God just loves and, and gives and, and, and just treats us like his little babies, but he wants us to grow up. Amen. And this ability to just keep on getting knocked down by the, by the simplest little things. Amen. If I told you just a hundred different ways that throughout the day that the, the enemy fights and it's just the truth. It's everybody here. Every single, every married couple, every family, every, every home, every church, problems, adversity. Oh, it just so much. Well, God's so much more. That's what you got to remember. Hebrews, the third chapter, deals with this idea of getting to the promised land and how some, some didn't make it. I, I don't think I'm going to go very long this morning. Again, like I said, I don't really like dealing with the fact that some people just, they would rather hold on to their excuses. Seriously. I hate that. They'd rather hold on to this mentality of weakness. That I can't. That every time the preacher says, here's the next next step, God's going to help you. This is where this is that we got to get you to the promised land and. And you start, everything in you begins to fight that and begins to say, get angry and, and scared. The Bible says, listen to this, verse chapter 3, verse 10, wherefore I was grieved with that generation. I don't like, I don't want to cause God grief. I don't want to cause God grief. I know a lot of times we have this idea, maybe it's through some, some bad kind of religious false humility that says, God, I just I, I just can't do anything and I'm going to live my life defeated and and beat up. And and, and you know, humility is not uh, is different than than just being pathetic and not allowing God to give you his gifts. You know, when God says, come on, here's some here's some faith and here's some some peace and here's some victory over all those things that are holding you back. Oh, God, I'm not worthy. No, 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 no. That's not blessing God. God's got gifts for you to to make you everything you he's called you to be. 
This world's beat us up. Amen. This world's beat us up. I told you here a while back about that vet. I could not say veterinarian to save my life. And uh, I had veteran in my mind, and it's never been a problem for me to just say veterinarian, veteran, veterinarian, veteran. But <sighs> I told you about this veterinarian that uh, that just helped bring that that puppy that was obviously just beat. Amen. I know some some of the best preachers I know have had PTSD. Amen. Some of the best preachers I know just just encouraging boldly, but there's there, there's things that 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 lock them up and they have to fight that fight. Yeah, I I know a lot of folks that could go on and on. People that have been through some things that, and they're just living a blessed life, not not without maybe some scars about it. Amen. I don't want to grieve God when He says, you know, He's patient, He's kind. So often when they they came out of Egypt with that slavery mentality still fresh in their minds and they say, well, what are we going to do? And there's no water and this water is bitter. Hey, I'll tell you what to do. What are we going to do? We're so hungry. I'll tell you what to do. And he was just kind and loving. But after a while, he expected them to to learn some things. And the Bible says he was grieved when they didn't. Ten plagues go through the Red Sea. Red Sea closes up on their enemies. Water that was made sweet by the tree that they were put into it over and over and over again. Then, hey, there's some giants. We can't. And the Bible says they were they grieved God. I don't want to grieve God. I know there's this idea. Well, God, I'm just going to stay in this place and mess up. I'm sorry. Mess up. I'm sorry. Mess up. No, no, no. There's so much more to live in than that. There's so much more to to recognizing. Hey, OK, what happened? Where did I get off track and how can I do better? I want to move forward now. And they said, no, we're going to go back. We're going to go back to what we were. We're going to back to what's familiar. And the Bible says that God was grieved. When God sees our potential, when God sees what he made us to be, not spinning our wheels in a wilderness the rest of our lives. Not always wondering if we're just one step away from going back to an old life of slavery. Bondage, of tears, of emptiness. But God sees the blessings, the blessings of a life. And I'm telling you, when you start serving God and, and you, you, you're taking steps toward that promised land today, I want to encourage somebody. Maybe you're not there right now, but you, you, you're heading for something. You're not even sure if, if it's possible that all this could be for me. I, I, I see it in, in my friends. I see it in my brothers and sisters. But is it real? Is it, is it something that's, that's there? I know so many that I found out were hypocrites and fake and, and so plastic. But, but I feel like I'm heading toward something. You hold on. God's going to do it. You hold on. But the Bible says those that that just continued to to say no, they grieved God. And listen to this. The, the Bible calls it the provocation. They provoked God to anger. But here's the heart of it. See, I told you people kind of telling themselves, but God doesn't have to tell himself. He just says it. He, you know, God's motives all the time. He'll tell you what he's all about. It surprises me sometimes when people have this wilderness mentality where they just, they just cannot get, 
make up their mind. God's been faithful. God's been faithful. God's been faithful. Oh, did I miss one? God was faithful then too. So let's keep moving. Let's go forward. Let's go, go, go see what God can do. No, 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 no. Not me. Somebody else. The Bible says after a while that provoked God to anger. You know why? Like I said earlier, it surprises me sometimes because I mean, that's just what we are. That's what we believe. That's what we've always done. There's no surprises. And, and God says they always err. They do always err in their heart. And they have not known my ways. There's some people that just don't learn. But it's a choice. If they'd stop. Pray and say, wait a minute, God, help me see this. They'd see, God, you're so patient with me. And you've shown me, even though that my faith was weak, that you're faithful. And you're faithful. Lord, we, I faced a trial that I didn't think I could face. And Lord, you were faithful. Do you remember any of that? You need to take some time. When somebody stands up and testifies about what God's done, you need to say, you know what? I remember when God did something like that for me. And you get that in your heart and you get that in your mind and you learn his ways. Some people. It's a choice. It is a choice. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I want to keep moving. But if 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 you have questions about that, uh, because God will help you, God will help you. You you you, it's not just a, a. a default setting. You either choose to love him and say, okay, God, we're going to step out of the boat and trust you. Or you choose to say, no, no, not me. But God is faithful. And some people just refuse to say, God, you've been faithful. You've been faithful. You're nothing but faithful. You've been helping me. You've been strengthening me. You've been there when I'm weak. You didn't let me down when I failed you. You didn't give up on me. I'm not going to be afraid today. That somehow you're not going to be there. I'm not going to be afraid today that you're not enough for what I'm facing today. I'm not going to be afraid today for whatever I see in the news or whatever I see in my home, whatever I see with my children, whatever I see and that I'm battling in my mind. I'm, I know your ways. There are people that are living for God today that... That the worry warts feel like, you know, you're just too dumb not to worry. <laughs> if you were smart like me, you'd be figuring out all the different ways this could go wrong. I know his ways. Amen. I know his ways. Yes, sir. He said they err in their hearts. They have not known my ways. Why wouldn't they know his ways? He's shown them his ways. They cried as slaves and... And God brings Moses. Moses, God allowed Pharaoh's heart. In fact, after a while, the Bible says God even hardened his heart to prove to the children of it, to teach the children of Israel that ten times God was great. God was faithful. Amen. Pharaoh said no. And, and after a while, God said, I'm going to just use him to show my children. I'm going to teach them my ways. That I'm better than, than, than Pharaoh, better than the, the dictator of that day. I'm stronger than, that, than that, that force, stronger than that government, stronger than all that you're facing. I'm well able, stronger than the devil, 
stronger than the adversary. I'm going to show you over and over and over again that I'm stronger. I'm going to not lead you out weak and weary, beaten down, tired and broke, but I'm going to lead you out with that high hand, with that, uh, that, that, that strut in your step, with, with, uh, with uh, the wealth of Egypt in your pocket. And, and I'm going to close the Red Sea when it seemed like, I mean, I'm going to, yeah, they had to look at it. They had to look at an army chasing them, a Red Sea in front of them, and mountain ranges on both sides. They had to look at an impossible situation. God led them that way so that God could say, nothing is impossible. You're in my hands. It's going to be all right. Don't look with these eyes. Look with eyes of faith. Amen. Very first trial, they, they come to water. They're all thirsty. And the, the water's bitter. They can't drink it. God says, hew down a tree. A type of the cross and put that put that emblem that would be Calvary one day into your bitter waters and there'll be there'll be nourishment for you. They'll quench your thirst is what Jesus does. How could they not know his ways? Sadly, people refuse to just say God's more than enough for me, but he is. I want to help somebody today that you're. You're tired of spinning your wheels. You're tired of this mentality that I don't know. I've been through that, but this is different. No, but God's not different. I've been through some things, but, but this seems like, like an impossibility. God's not. It's not impossible for God. It's time to step away from Egypt. Step away from old sins and turn away from. The Bible talks about I almost preached that God laid this on my heart. And then I started kind of looking at Second, second uh, Chronicles, uh, I think it's 714, where it says, My people are called by my name. Humble themselves. Pray. Turn from your wicked ways. It's time to turn away from Egypt. It's time to turn away from that, that, that slavery. It's time to, 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 to burn the bridges. I'm not going back. That's not who I am. That's not what I want. It's time to turn away from the wilderness of spinning our wheels and just just keeping our head above water and always just fearful, always just just down and up and up and down and in and no 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 it's time to be everything God's called you to be. Right. Lay aside the fear, lay aside the the doubt, lay aside all the things that hold you back and hold you down and be everything God's called you to be. Grow up. To grow up and be that that man, that woman of of God, not without adversity, but you face adversity knowing, you know what faith is? People say, ah, you know, see, faith just means you just do it because somebody told you to do it. You do it because, you know, you, you have no proof. Faith means God's proved himself to me so many times. I trust. I know his ways. Yeah. Amen. I know his ways. Yeah. I've been through enough to know if he'll be enough for me. Yeah. Faith says that word has been faithful to me. God has been faithful to me. I've got nothing to be afraid of. Oh, what if what if this happens tomorrow? God's going to be there. God's going to be there. And God's going to be there for you. Can we bow our heads in prayer? My passion and my zeal for the things of God are not to be misread. That somehow I don't understand that difficulties can hit us hard. 
And I try to make that very clear. Adversity is real. Trials are real. But God is good. I'm not here to beat somebody down who's still bound in an old life that God says, I want to give you a new life. If you're still spinning your wheels in a wilderness of doubt and fear, my heart goes out to you. Moses so often just fell on his face and prayed for them, even though they would take it out on him because he knew the wilderness was a place that wasn't fit for them to live. Just because you're not still drinking yourself stupid, relying on changing your state of mind with drugs and drinking and whatever else you might use but the depression the pain the darkness of that wilderness it's not for you God's got better for you when I see somebody that the devil's just tied up their minds and made them so convinced that they can't be anything more. It's all they hear. It's all they see. My heart goes out with compassion to say, no, you are well able. God's going to help you. Not in your strength. Not in your ability. But if somebody, somebody, you, you relate to what I'm saying and you're tired of not being everything God wants you to be. Not being that, living that life that is fulfilled. That purpose and meaning is, is being played out in your life day by day. That you have that abundant life. You're tired of living. I'm telling you, reach out to God today. This altar's open if you want to come pray. If you want to pray right there where you are. But call out to God. Help me, God. Help me know your ways, God. Help me not be afraid anymore.
across this land today. Deception, delusion. I was praying about it last night. Strong delusion is what the Bible calls it. Oh, God. I want to help somebody before it's too late. I want to help somebody. help for you. We battle. We, we have trials. And, but there's some here today that it's just a lifestyle. It's it, it, you, You've never really just broken free of it. God's going to help you. Don't give up. I don't know. I need help. I need help, God. I, I'm looking at it, and I, I'm on. But, but help is there. Help is for you. Oh, I feel like somebody could. So close to breakthrough. So close to what you need. God, help us. I felt such a burden in my spirit today. Even last night during prayer, I just felt such a burden. Such a burden. God, I don't want to just have something, Lord God, on the outside of me spinning my wheels. Lord, spinning my wheels over nothing. God, help me, God, to get engaged in what you're doing, to know your ways. To grow, to grow up and live in that promised land. That land flowing with milk and honey and blessings. If you have questions about anything that I've preached to you this morning, questions at all, you want to listen to it again on, on a CD or on your phone or something, we can make a way for that to happen. You want to sit down and just pray and talk about what you're facing right now, we'll help you any way we can. We're not here to just go through the motions and have ourselves a meeting, but we want to see people break some chains and be free to be free oh God can do it he's doing it every day he's doing it every day not just making people free but free indeed and using them to work in others using them to be an inspiration God we love you let's all stand Father thank you thank you again for all you've done all your help Lord all your strength thank you Lord the worship testimony, God, your presence, Lord, here today and your truth. Help us, God. Help us, God, never to, to lay down our sword and shield, but keep on fighting that fight of faith, God, growing, learning your ways. Help somebody today to hold on to this, Lord, and get, Lord, every bit of victory that you have afforded them. Lord, now I ask you, please, to go with us. Shine your light through us in the community, God, in our jobs, in our families, in our neighborhoods. Keep us safe, God. Keep us protected and in good health, Lord. We trust your promises. We thank you, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. So good to see you this morning.